Welcome to Archetypes and Anarchy, a podcast created by me, Courtney Floyd, and my Introduction to Fiction students at the University of Oregon in spring of 2018. Episode 20, Rapunzel. Okay, we are back. This is Group 8 doing our Archetype episode. I'm Megan, a sophomore at the University of Oregon. And I'm Caitlin, a sophomore at the University of Oregon. And I'm Sarah, also a sophomore at the University of Oregon. Let's get this thing started. (laughs) So today we'll discuss our findings of Rapunzel. Rapunzel was first told by the Grimm brothers in 1812 as part of children's and household tales, but we will be discussing the final version the Grimm brothers wrote in 1857. The maiden in the tower stories in cultures all around the world that it has its own classification in the R.N.A. Thompson tale type, and that's number 310. This fairy tale is a coming-of-age story. The lessons to be taken from this is not to give in to temptations and desires, because you never know how your decisions will affect the future. The archetypal characters we will be identifying in this story are Rapunzel, the witch, the prince, the mother, and the husband. Rapunzel represents her own hero. However, she was unable to control her lustful desires as the beginning of the story. She was the beautiful woman who represented goodness, worthiness, privilege, innocence, and naivety. We also found that the German word for Rapunzel was defined as um, rampion, field salad, corn salad, or lamb's lettuce. I found this very interesting because most of the time people's names are referred to as a fruit or something is more like a cheerful um, interpretation it, rather than like a dirty vegetable and underground. Um, I find it interesting the story parallels to the story of Adam and Eve. Um, I think it's Rapunzel's, like if Rapunzel's, Rapunzel's parents were to play Adam and Eve, the father would play Adam and the mother would play Eve because although the mother is, like, she desires the um, Rapunzel, the father is one that goes in and gets in, like we said, this, like, very much parallels to temptations and desires. And then after that, they sold Rapunzel for a handful of lettuce, basically. And I think that Rapunzel is literally named after the source of misfortune. Um, I found that, like, such desires for lettuce and vegetables may indicate the folkloric traditions are based on nutritional needs for vitamins, which is kind of interesting. Another archetypal character is the witch. She is called Mother Gothel, which is a common term in German for godmother. She seems to be an overprotective parent and disproves of the prince. So bringing up the prince, he's the typical character who's fighting for love. Um, he's kind of like other princes. He falls in love at first sight, but in his case, it's more of he falls in love with her voice, which happens in other stories as well. Um, some other images we want to address are the hair and the tower and the thieves. So the image, um, one of them that's really important is Rapunzel's long hair. Um, it's gold, so it kind of represents virtue, intelligence, and heaven. And also found that it can represent magical qualities in some cultures too. Um, I found it really interesting that the witch cut her hair with her left hand rather than her right hand. And I found that this is because the left hand is less favored, or um, the sinister hand. It's been found that to be on the left hand of God is to be less favored or a sinner. 
I think that Rapunzel's locks of hair seems to be a parallel with the locks of imprisonment in the tower as well. Um, another image is the tower itself. It can mean two things, being above everyone else and also to protect Rapunzel from sexual predators and to preserve her chastity. Um, so the other image we want to talk about is thieves. This stood out to me because it kept going back and forth throughout the story. First, the parents stole the Rapunzel from the witch, and then the witch stole Rapunzel from her parents, and then the prince stole Rapunzel Rapunzel's innocence, but also in a way stole her from the witch. However, the witch stole Rapunzel back and cut off her hair. It all just seems like it's a back and forth thing. And then finally, I feel like in the end, when they're not all bound to each other and they don't all owe each other something, that they're finally able to maybe not live in happiness, but have like live in peace. Towards the end, the thorns were also a thief because it stole the prince's sight. Um, this could be due to taking Rapunzel's innocence and purity. This could also be a factor of karma because before Rapunzel met the prince, she had never seen a boy before and was left in the tower alone. What stood out to me is that Rapunzel's story um, has striking similarities to other tales from around the world. This includes the 10th century Persian tale of Radaba. There are also parallels with the story of St. Barbara, whose father imprisons her in a tower as well. And half a century later in France, a similar story was published by Mademoiselle de la Force called Personet. As Rapunzel did in the first edition of the Brothers Grimm, Personet becomes pregnant because of the prince's visit. Not to mention Rampion, the plant Rapunzel gets her name from. It was um, once widely grown in Europe for its leaves, which were used for spinach and parsnip like root, which was used for radish as well. So now we will be reading the story of Rapunzel for you today. I'll be playing the role of Rapunzel and the witch. I, Megan, will be playing the role of the narrator and the wife. And I, Sarah, will be the role of the husband and the prince. Once upon a time, there was a man and a woman who had long, but to no avail, wished for a child. Finally, the woman came to believe that the good Lord would fulfill her wish. Though the small, through the small rear window of the people's house, they could see into a splendid garden that was filled with the most beautiful flowers and herbs. The garden was surrounded by a high wall, and no one dared enter, because it belonged to a sorceress who possessed great power and was feared by everyone. One day the woman was standing at this window and she saw a bed planted with the most beautiful Rapunzel. It looked so fresh and green that she longed for some. It was her greatest desire to eat some of the Rapunzel. This desire increased with every day and not knowing how to get any, she became miserably ill. And her husband was frightened and asked her, What ails you, dear wife? Oh, she said, if I do not get some Rapunzel from the garden behind our house, I shall die. The man who loved her dearly thought, Before I let my wife die, I must get her some Rapunzel, whatever the cost. So just as it was getting dark, he climbed over the high wall into the sorceress's garden, hastily dug up a handful of Rapunzel and took it to his wife. She immediately made a salad from it, which she devoured eagerly. It tasted so very good to her that by the end, by the next day, her desire for more had grown threefold. If she were to have any peace, the man would have to climb into the garden once again. Thus he set forth once again just as it was getting dark. But no sooner than he had climbed over the wall then, to his horror, he saw the sorceress standing there before him. How can you dare? 
she asked with an angry look. To climb into my garden like a thief to steal my Rapunzel, you will pay for this. Oh, he answered. Let mercy overrule justice. I came to do this out of necessity. My wife saw your Rapunzel from our window, and such a longing came over her that she would die if I did not get some to eat. The sorceress's anger abated somewhat, and she said, If things are, are as you say, I will allow you to take as much Rapunzel as you want, but under one condition. You must give me that child that your wife will bring into the world. It will do well, and I will take care of it like a mother. In his fear, the man agreed to everything. When the woman gave birth, the sorceress appeared, named the little girl Rapunzel, and took her away. Rapunzel became the most beautiful child under the sun. When she was 12 years old, the fairy locked her in a tower that stood in a forest and that had neither a door nor a stairway, but only a tiny little window at the very top. When the sorceress wanted to enter, she stood below and called out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair to me. Rapunzel had splendid long hair as fine as spun gold. When she heard the sorceress's voice, she untied her braids, wound them around the window hook, let her hair fall 20 yards to the ground, and the sorceress climbed up it. A few years later, it happened that a king's son was riding through the, through the forest. As he approached the tower, he heard a song so beautiful that he stopped to listen. It was Rapunzel who was passing the time by singing with her sweet voice. The prince wanted to climb up to her and look for a door in, and looked for a door in the tower, but none was to be found. He rode home, but the song had so touched his heart that he returned to the forest every day and listened to it. One time, as he was thus standing behind a tree, he saw the sorceress approach and heard her say, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Then Rapunzel let down her strands of hair, and the sorceress climbed up them to her. If that is the ladder and to the tower, then sometime I will try my luck. And the next day, just as it was beginning to get dark, he, he went to the tower and called out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. The hair fell down and the prince climbed up. At first, Rapunzel was terribly frightened when a man such as, such as she had never seen before came into her. However, the prince began talking to her in a very friendly manner, telling her that his heart had been so touched by her singing that he could have no peace until he had seen her in person. Then Rapunzel lost her fear, and when he asked if she would take him as her husband, she thought, He would rather have me than would old Frog Othel. She said yes, and placed her hand into his. She said, I would go with you gladly, but I do not know how to get down. Every time you come, bring a strand of silk from which I will weave a ladder. When it is finished, I will climb down, and you can take me away on your horse. They arranged that he would come to her every evening, for the old woman came by day. The sorceress did not notice what was happening until one day Rapunzel said to her, For Gothel, tell me why it is that you are more difficult to pull up than is the young prince, who will be arriving any moment now. You godless child, cried the sorceress. What am I hearing from you? I thought I had removed you from the whole world, but you have deceived me nonetheless. In her anger, she grabbed Rapunzel's beautiful hair, wrapped it a few times around her left hand, grasped a pair of scissors with her right hand, and snip-snap cut it off. And she was so unmerciful that she took Rapunzel into the wilderness, where she suffered greatly. On the evening of the same day that she sent Rapunzel away, the fairy tied the cut-off hair to the hook at the top of the tower, and when the prince called out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair, she let down her hair. The prince climbed up, but above, instead, he 
of his beloved Rapunzel, he found the sorceress, who peered at him with poisonous and evil and evil looks. Aha! She cried scornfully. You have come for your mistress, darling, but that beautiful bird is no longer sitting in her nest, nor is she singing any more. The cat got her and will scratch your eyes out as well. You have lost Rapunzel. You will never see her again. The prince was overcome with grief, and his despair... And in his despair, he threw himself from the tower. He escaped with his life, but the thorns into which he fell poked out his eyes. Blind, he wandered about in the forest, eating nothing but grass and roots, and doing nothing but weeping and wailing over the loss of his beloved wife. Thus he wandered about miserably for some years, finally happening into the wilderness where Rapunzel lived miserably with the twins that she gave birth to. She had given birth to. He heard a voice and thought it was similar. He advanced toward it, and as he approached, Rapunzel recognized him, and crying, she threw her arms around his neck. Two of her tears fell into his eyes, and they became clear once again, and he could see as well as before. He led her into his kingdom, where he was received with joy, and for a long time they lived happily and satisfied. The end. And here is Sarah for her close reading. So after reading the story of Rapunzel by the Grimm brothers, I came to appreciate some of the aspects in the original version compared to growing up with Rapunzel by Barbie and Tangled by Disney. While very different from the more lighthearted versions like Tangled and Barbie, Rapunzel by the Grimm brothers related more to reality, as in not everything is happy all the time, teenagers like Rapunzel and the prince make mistakes and have to deal with the consequences, and an overall quest for freedom from oppressive and overprotective parents. I thought that the Grimm Brothers' version of Rapunzel was about how lust and temptation lead to consequences. Also, I think that this story addresses premarital pregnancy and sheds light on the mistakes teenagers make and how they have to deal with the repercussions of their actions. Even now, this story relates to the current Me Too movement and how women are sexually taken advantage of and how men are still not held accountable for their actions. What I also found interesting as well and what stood out to me from this story that I did not know before was that Rapunzel is the name of a plant, something that the mother desired so greatly became what her child's name would be. Also, how the story is filled with religious symbolism. I understand that during this time that the story was written in, uh, religion drove many of the things society surrounded was surrounded by. For some examples, the tower was to represent Rapunzel's chastity and how when she cut off her hair, she was holding it in her left hand, which represents sin and being a sinner. Also, how Rapunzel's birth mother was craving the Rapunzel from the gar garden, which parallels to the story of Adam and Eve from the Bible. Moreover, what I think this work is about is to not lust or give into temptations because they lead to greater things like consequences that are hard to come back from. I think that by writing this as a fairy tale, it helps people easily to remember the moral of the story and to pass it on to other others as well as the next generation. I personally do not think that I identify with any of the characters specifically now, but I definitely think that when I was a little bit younger, I was more like Rapunzel because I was very naive and sheltered from a lot of what was going on around me. This story does not provoke any emotions 
to me, yet I do sympathize with the treatment of Rapunzel by the sorceress Gothel. It sucks that her mother figure does not support her in her decisions and cannot help her come back from something she did. And now for Caitlin with her close reading. I really enjoy the Rapunzel fairy tale because it's simply just a classic story. Every girl definitely wants to be a princess when they're a little girl who in the end ends up getting a prince. There is an expected and perfect ending to all fairy tales, especially the ones we previously read in this course. However, this romantic fairy tale has a familiar and comforting opening and ending to this story. Beginning with Once Upon a Time and ending with a quote-unquote, for a long time they lived happily and satisfied. There were some words that really stuck out to me while there were a few that I needed to look up to get a clear understanding of and that I wasn't really sure what the definition was. However, the words that grabbed my attention were left hand, small window, hair, beautiful, and Rapunzel. As we discussed earlier, left hand is a term that is considered to be the less favored hand or the sinister hand, and Rapunzel was handled by the left hand, not the right. A small window is another interesting term because we have a woman confined to a room who can only look out into the um, world from a small world. Um, the small window was her only access to the outside world, essentially. And hair was another word that I found really important because the color, in particular, seems to have magical qualities. And her color hair was gold. This idea is believed by some cultures while it represents beauty. That is another word I wanted to address, actually beautiful in particular. Um, the heroine is physically beautiful, and beauty often represents goodness, privilege, and worthiness in fairy tales. Princesses are expected to be beautiful and physical. Um, beauty is often considered to represent um, inner beauty and folklores. And the biggest word that stuck out to me was Rapunzel. This name is very ironic and definitely has a true meaning. The German word Rapunzel, Rapunzel is defined as quote-unquote rampion, field salad or lamb salad that we discussed earlier. And after doing some research, the word rampion is a leafy plant in the same group as spinach and lettuce. And if it's not fertilized with the help of insects, it can split a column into the um, a column within the plant to fertilize itself. And the split column is parallel to Rapunzel's hair because it'll quote-unquote curl like braids or coils on a maiden's head. And this will bring the female's um, stigmatic tissue into contact with the male pollen on the exterior surface of the column. All this is very interesting to me. And I had to do a little bit of research because I wasn't really sure why they chose Rapunzel in the first place and why that refers to lettuce or salad. And these words definitely gave me a better understanding to the underlying story of Rapunzel and how these big terms can make a, a big impact on this fairy tale. A th few things that I kept thinking to myself is there is that has there other ever been something that I wanted but I couldn't really have? And this honestly made me want it more. This relates back to Rapunzel because all the characters seem to be motivated by some desire that seems um, exclusive to them. And I had a lot of mixed feelings in this fairy tale because first off, Rapunzel's parents gave her to a witch in exchange for a salad, and the mother wanted lettuce for her salad, and the father wanted his wife to be happy. The witch wanted a child to control and hold on to, and the prince wanted Rapunzel. And obviously, most importantly, Rapunzel wanted this freedom. And the story doesn't really portray the stereotypical evil stepmother, perfect prince, or immediate fairy tale wedding. And these dynamics really grabbed my attention and allowed me to dig deeper 
and analyze the story on a completely different level. Um, I wasn't really able to identify with any of the people represented because my family dynamic is very different than Rapunzel's, and I've not um, had to encounter any of her obstacles that she's undergoing. Um, a few things that did stand out to me was the fact that Grimm's um, brothers didn't write these stories. They were collected tales that had been handed down from generation to generation. However, they really wanted to protect these ancient tales, and in order to preserve these rich traditions, the Grimm brothers changed the stories forever and created the first edition of Rapunzel. I also found that the Grimm's collection was originally titled Children's and Household Tales, and it wasn't written for kids. They imagined their fairy tales as an academic um, kind of like figure, and as these books became more popular, they faced harsh criticism, and the parents found these stories to be very dark, and the churches thought they were not Christian enough. And so these simple alterations and critiques forever changed how the fairy tales were depicted and understood. Rapunzel addressed uh, many moral issues, and it seemed to me that they were trying to get across to Rapunzel that she had to learn the hard lessons, and when she got pregnant with twins before getting married, that kind of like taught her a big... It seemed to me that they were trying to get across that Rapunzel had to learn the hard lessons when she got pregnant with twins before she even got married. And another pro uh, prominent element of this tale is seeking freedom. Rapunzel herself gains freedom at a high cost. There's also a lack of loving parental figures. Rapunzel had to endure the issues of authority figures, thinking more highly of their own good than that of their children. This analysis resulted in a variety of ideas regarding the themes and true meaning of this fairy tale and allowed me to dig deeper and really analyze the story of Rapunzel. And now here's Megan for her close reading. Okay, so before I ever read the original version of Rapunzel, I really liked the story um, because I've watched Tangled and I really liked how they um, made Rapunzel look. But when I read the original story, like, to be quite honest, I didn't really fall in love with it. I think they paint Rapunzel to look kind of dumb and um, small-minded. And, um, like, I understand that she was raised in a tower. and But, like, when I think of, like, the modern retellings, I think they make her look like she can take care of herself and that she's looking for freedom and experiences. And I think that the prince in the original story takes advantage of her and because she doesn't know anything about men sex or marriage so when he asks her to marry him I think that she doesn't really know what that entails or what that even means but because she thinks he's a nice guy and a good guy that um she thinks like why not um I also think it's interesting that she has children because Clearly, she had no idea what sex could lead to, and I find that super interesting and in that she, she probably isn't capable of raising a child. Um, words that stood out to me were once upon a time, of course, but mostly because in the fairy tales we read in class, they didn't really start off that way, and so it kind of makes you think that there might be a happy ending in the end, and... Um, there's a specific part in the story where they use the word Lord, garden, beautiful flowers, and herbs, which reminds me of the story of Adam and Eve in the Bible. So it kind of gets me thinking before even getting into the story that it's about desires and um, temptations. Uh, Rapunzel, a kind of lettuce, which I never knew that Rapunzel meant 
like a piece of lettuce, which I think is interesting, but the way they tell it in the story makes it sound super desirable and um, very addicting, in which later on we come to find that Rapunzel is deeply desired and very addicting and everyone wants a piece of her for some reason. And then Frog Gothel, um, I think that's a really interesting um, thing that they did in the story because usually most of the time it's just the witch or the sorcerer or something, but they actually gave her a name, which puts kind of like an image in your head. And then um, later in the story, the witch uses the term Mistress Darling to the prince, which is super interesting as well because um, we all know Mistress is someone that um, is used for sexual um, uses and the witch says that to the prince, which is calling him out for just using her physically. Um, and then happily ever, happily and satisfied, which is usually happily ever after, but now we just know that they're satisfied, which I think is really funny and interesting. Um, because I didn't like the story, it gave me a very unsettling feeling. I think because she's so innocent and so inexperienced that everything that happens to her is sad and that even after she's away from the witch, I feel like she just doesn't really know what's going on in the world. Um, and then even though uh, she ends up with the prince, I feel like she doesn't really know what true love is. Um, I think throughout my life I've identified with not all the characters, but definitely Rapunzel because at one point in my life I was innocent and knew nothing. And then at some point you have to learn and obviously whether that's through the bees and the birds or whatever um she learns some way and then um I also related to the father because he would do anything for his wife even if it meant that he got into trouble just because he wanted to satisfy her and I feel like for me I would do anything for my family or my friends if they needed it so I kind of understand um what he was doing I think the way it's written is super interesting as well because um, there's not a big difference between how it was written in 1815 and 1857, which makes me think not much has like not much had changed within that that time period. Um, they made slight changes, and I think the word the choice of words is interesting, and um, I think this work is about. Um, not giving into temptations and um, if you do that there are always consequences to your actions. So I hope you liked our retelling of Rapunzel and that you learned a lot through our own close readings um, and we'll be back again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye! Archetypes and Anarchy is produced by me, Courtney Floyd, and researched and written by my spring 2018 Introduction to Fiction students at the University of Oregon. Our theme music is Music Box by The Underscore Orchestra, and our closing music is Wolf, It's Really Rather Rad by High Arches, both of which are available under a Creative Commons license at the Free Music Archive. The sound of the wolf that lives in the woods The 
comes to my back door from time to time. Shake the hand of the sun that burns above. Reaches down over everyone. Got your jackal and heart, your monster inside. Pouring water over your fire. I incurl us a soul, then I need to go back into the woods, I'm told. Not a single living thing needs to be left out. You can find in the garden what's missing in yourself. There's a spider web that connects heads, connected by the number nine. Can you think in visions and breathe in rhythms? Dream an ocean over your lips. It brings a deeper meaning, a powerful feeling. Brings us the myths we're told. And it's only clean water that supports the things that we're trying to grow. Not a single living cell needs to be left out. Find in the garden what's missing in yourself. Have you seen the way the speaker makes a pattern in the sand? When the frequency is just right, oh man, it's really rather rare. 